voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, hello and welcome to All Things Radio 694 as I'm turning up buttons as we come on the air here. Hope you're doing well. This is my getaway today. I'm packing up my microphone and going back to Indy for a wedding and a little bit of, just a little bit of time and then back to Southwest Florida. But I've got to go back and see if there's any changes on the AM or FM dial. So that's what I'll be doing, flying southwest tomorrow afternoon. Jeff, you got a lot of things going on tonight. We certainly do, Bill. And, of course, we hope that you have a safe and and a productive flight back to Florida and enjoy your stay down there as well. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective. We'll follow it up with Jennifer Sparks' call-out and format changes. And in Bill's featured sports segment, we get to hear some college football between Oklahoma and Nebraska from 1971. Next, we're traveling to the island of Puerto Rico. And we're going to San Juan, Puerto Rico, to be exact. And we're going to hear Scott Brady in July of 1973. And then we'll follow up with a uh, featured station. will be what Top 40 sounds like. It's in English and Spanish. Very relatable. And we're going to hear radio station WTOKFM Hot 102.5. All in all, I think we have a very busy show this week, and I'm uh, trying to get back to normal. I had a tooth extraction last week, last Friday, as a matter of fact, and you can't eat things, and you got to keep everything to the right side of your mouth, and it's uh, really kind of uncomfortable. But we'll, we'll get through this, and we'll be fine. Uh, then, but the money it costs for dentistry is outrageous. Oh, that's yeah. all I, that's all cool. I can say. And then after that, I'm going to have a dental implant, but they got to do a lot of prep for that. So, All right, Bill, you don't want to hear about that. You, we want to hear what's going on in uh, beautiful Indianapolis with you and Bernie. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in one second. But, you know, Jeff, your two favorite subjects, money, 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 and exes. So, anyway. <laughs> I, I will tell you right now that the, between my daughter and myself and with dental, with dental work this week, it has gone to about $3,000. But it could right. be worse. Ow. And it will okay. get worse. So. Probably hope it all comes out well. Well, Bernie, actually, I think I'm going on to no changes, nothing going on on the radio dial, either AM or FM, that I'm aware of. Well, the good thing about that is, though, you'll have more time to do other things. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second, Bernie. Could you be be more specific, Bernie? We've been minds want to know. Do anything besides check the radio out. That's pretty much what I'm saying. He's got a point there. Nothing nothing has changed. You know you get desperate when you start searching for the 94.3s and the 103.9s. Oh, yeah. The obscure 
um, translators and things like that to say, well, maybe has there been a change? You know, I've never seen a translator maybe change formats or even an HD station. Maybe once when Urban One took over from Emmis and I think they changed that Hank FM a little bit. Just a little I don't bit. even know. You can go from four to five listeners now. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. <laughs> Have you honestly ever seen anybody tune in to an HD2 channel besides us, the radio people you like know, us? You uh, know, one time, one time somebody at a gathering of people who was talking about how he listened to Hank FM's HD2 channel uh, because uh, oh, the guy who, who was who retired uh, J.D. Cannon <laughs> uh, yeah J.D. Cannon was the only one on there they just had to do a bunch of voice tracks and this guy was talking about how great it was to hear him again <laughs> okay yeah well, I actually saw guys come up with the, with the right with the right idea for the HD2 HD channels uh, Bernie what they've been doing is taking those HD2 channels and putting them on translators and putting all the formats into a market so you know that that's well that's because a, they can, yeah, and that's right because okay. they can. You're right. Yeah, you just don't I'll see it happening. I'm putting the AM stations on an HD2 sometimes, some places. But it is uh, very odd here. There's only two AM stations I can get here in Naples. Two. Wow. wow. One is out of Fort Myers, and one's a Spanish station. No stations at all. It's like. Did you did you try to get WWDH? It's a low power station, but I'm not quite sure where it is down there. Uh, I haven't tried I think it's that. Ninety three point three. But you know, I'm going to go look them up. Well, He's going to do it right right after the show. No, right during <laughs> yeah, the show. Why don't you go look for it now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've done that before. Many. A t- that's the advantage of having a mixer. I can. Tune the other things down and go looking. Just hope you don't have sure. any problems while I'm, while I'm gone. But anyway, it was short and brief this week. Nothing really has changed or is going on. But if well, I find something, you know I'm going to ru- tell you about it and, and tell you about it. But I don't think I'm going to. I mean, none of your friends, and they're in the business don't really know of anything, so you know we'd we'd. I don't even have be, any friends, so you know. Uh, <laughs> that saves time. You didn't have to talk to anybody. Yeah. Well, that kind of kind of limits it, but you know who has a million friends, and he doesn't Ooh. even know it, and that's Jeff. Jeff he does. He does. He has a million wow. friends. They're all at my house. They're sitting on my couch. Wow, yeah. making your liquor. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Huh. On that good note, I think we will go to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Jeff and his million friends. Show's going down the toilet. Right? It is quickly. Yep. I had to rescue Jeff yesterday. We had to each other on the coffee club. It was starting to slip, and but anyway. Oh, Jeff, that reminds me. Let me put that news out there real quick. If you want an interesting uh, 
radio app. It's called Broadcasts, B-R-O-A-D-C-A-S-T-S. So if you like to pick up stations from all over the world, maybe not the greatest database, but they build it all the time. The nice thing about it is not only can you see the station's homepage and you've got a preview button to listen to the station to see if you want to like it and listen to it, but it also gives the URLs for the station. That's something Jeff and I always... Oh, definitely. Try to. And and if you put the iPhone into edit mode and you get to the URL field, you can paste that into the clipboard, and then I send it. I send that URL to myself in email, and then I can put it into uh, my Sonos or whatever, or whatever I want to do with it. Do whatever oh, cool. you want to. From my I'll be getting that one. Yeah, and it's called broadcasts. Now there is a charge for it, Gary. It's a one-time payment, or you can get it for free. But you don't get to save anything really in the library. But if you like the program, it's a lifetime payment, one-time payment of nine ninety-five. Now I don't know, okay. Jeff, if That's it's fine. available in the Google Play Store or not. I didn't really check, but it works fairly well, and it does have some of your. Some of your stations, Jeff, you you like to listen to, and it does. Uh, and um, I think that Ed said it was on the Android. It was on Google Play. I think that's what Ed told me. But when, when he at the coffee club yesterday, but you'll have to check if you have an Android. I don't, so you have to check it. But I'll have to check it. But it's it's a great little app, and you can listen to things from all over the world. Now I might have laid out the the way they categorized it a little bit better than this one has, but it's still not bad. And I like the way they, like we used to do it on our database where they, you put the station's website and the URL so that you can save that and make bookmarks if you want to. So you can have a yeah, yeah. What you do is you put it into a thing called collections and that's 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 how you create favorites for this stuff, isn't it? works pretty good. All right, award-winning Jeff. Then again, that is called B-R-O-A-D-C-A-S-T-S. Here you go, Jeff. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. A New York City radio station is for sale, but who will buy it? Odyssey wants to revive two silent radio stations they own in Las Vegas, Nevada. Spanish Broadcasting Systems cancels the sale of its TV stations. Finally, we'll let you know what's happening on the street. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and the world of finance once again makes radio news. It all started last week when we talked about it on All Things Radio Live this past Thursday, when Good Karma Broadcasting decided that they were not going to renew their local market agreement with MS Broadcasting when it ends in August 2024. This all goes back to 2012, when Emmis entered into a local market agreement to have Disney, owner of ESPN, run its FM radio station, that was WRKS-FM, 98.7 in New York City. The call was changed to WEPN-FM, and the urban adult contemporary format was dropped. When Disney sold ESPN to Good Karma Broadcasting, Good Karma decided that they were not going to continue the local market agreement with radio station WEPN-FM when it ends on August 31st, 2024. This poses a problem for Jeff Smullyan, owner of Emmis Broadcasting. He has two radio stations in New York City, WLIB AM with an automated gospel format, 
They transmit on 1190 and WEPN-FM with ESPN programming. We know that WEPN-FM is for sale for $53 million, but who will buy it? Odyssey and iHeartMedia are out of the running because they already own the maximum amount of radio stations in New York City. What about the Educational Media Foundation? They already own WPLJ-FM on 95.5 with their K-Love format. They could buy WEPN-FM and place their Air One Christian format on the frequency. Urban One could also buy WEPN-FM and revive KISS FM with their Urban Adult Contemporary format. And what about the owner of WABC-AM, John Katsimatis? He's always liked the idea of having music on WABC-AM, but what if he bought WEPN-FM and programmed an oldies format with 60s and 70s oldies? What about country and alternative rock? Those formats are lacking in the New York City market. All of these questions have yet to be answered, and we'll find out more about this in a future All Things Radio broadcast. In other news, Odyssey would like to revive two silent radio stations that they own in Las Vegas, Nevada. The stations are... KDWN AM transmitting on a frequency of 720 and KXST FM transmitting on a frequency of 1140. Those two radio stations signed off the air when Odyssey sold the tower site for the radio stations for $40 million. Now Odyssey has another proposal. They have applied to move the two stations to the tower site of its other owned and operated radio station, KXNT AM, with special directional patterns so it all will work. This is all waiting on FCC approval and we'll let you know what happens in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Spanish Broadcasting has canceled the sale of its television stations to Bose Media when the trans transaction didn't close on September 15th. The transaction was null and void, and now they're looking for another buyer for their television stations. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. New York City Public Radio is going to lay off 12% of its staff. New York City Public Radio comprises WNYC AM and FM, WQXR FM with its classical programming, New Jersey Public Radio, TheGothamist.com, and their podcast studio unit. They haven't announced who will be laid off at this time. That will all be revealed sometime next week. Cumulus Media is making some changes to this Kansas City radio cluster. We know that radio station KMJK FM is being moved to a new frequency with their hip-hop format. But we don't know much else. Cumulus will make an announcement sometime this Thursday, and we'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Congratulations, Rick Odell, who is retiring from his program director chores at MeTVFM. He has been programming MeTVFM and all of its affiliates since 2015, and he was the first program director of the Smooth Jazz Radio Station in Chicago, Illinois, as well. Liberty Media, a majority stakeholder in Sirius Satellite Radio, has proposed a merger in which both companies will be merged into one company with stockholders being paid off. Will this hold muster with the FCC and will the Securities? Exchange Commission approved the merger. In other news, WABC AM has hired former New York State Senator Alphonse D'Amato as a contributor to its talk radio format. Loud Media has made changes in Knoxville, Tennessee with radio station WKVL-FM. They've dropped their classic hits format in favor of a 90s, 2000 variety hits format. Beasley Media is making news in four of its radio markets with the United Kingdom's podcast radio network. Four markets will have a radio station only broadcasting podcasts. In Charlotte, North Carolina, they can be heard on 94.7 via a translator. In Fort Myers, Florida, they can be heard on a series of translators. And they can also be heard in Detroit, Michigan and Tampa, Florida. Will this work? It hasn't worked before. It didn't work in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and it didn't work in San Francisco, California. Finally, Course Entertainment is saying so long to the soft adult contemporary format. It aired on CFPG-FM 99.1 in Winnipeg, Manitoba. All of the on-air staff has been fired, and they've been thanked for their services on Facebook, as Course Entertainment indicates that a new format is coming very shortly. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Very good job, Jeff. And Bernie, I just found your station while we were on the break. 
out of Fort Myers at 93.3. They call themselves okay. the Tiger. And yes. they do stream. So I found a stream for them. Yeah, they do. And they stream, and they are a low-power station on FM, so it would be kind of hard to get here. It, they only have 500 watts. So Wow. And the, the interesting thing is they're a different format every day. <laughs> <laughs> kind of crazy. But one thing they are consistent at, and that's carrying high school basketball, football, sports. So That's good, yes. That's that's yeah. what they're consistent consistent yeah, in. The tigers, they yeah. carry the tiger. Oh, the the tiger. tigers. Tiger dot com, I think, is their website. And so, what is it? WWDM ninety three point D H. D H. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, but I yeah. did find the right radio station. So. Hey, Bill. I wanted to just mention. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead, Bernie. No, I, I was going to say that. There was a guy on Scott Wheeler's radio board who heard the station on a Wednesday, and on Wednesday they're all 80s. And he's telling me, he's saying, this station sounds like it could be uh, the old WENS that, that I was on back many years ago. And, uh, of course, I listened to it on Thursday, and, and they're playing stuff from the 50s. And I, said, you no, I don't think so. <laughs> it didn't work. Does that sound like that sounds like the internet station Time Capsule Radio, where yeah. every day it's a different year? Uh, I wanted to mention decade, I don't yeah. I don't normally talk about a lot of deaths, but those people who might remember these people would would know that we lost Mike Preley. Chris, you know who he is. Uh, he did Mutual News. He worked at WHN in New York and in New York when it first came on the air, and he was involved uh, with uh, in New England as well. I guess there was the New England network of some stations. Maybe that was part of the Yankee network at one point. but I, I don't remember his name. I don't know. And then we also lost um, Ed Brown. He was a newsman at, w, at uh, WNEWAM in New York. Yeah, he also that, that w, name I remember. Yeah. At WMCA. And we lost Bert Sherwood at 95, who was the all-night person at WMCA when it first became a rock station. And he had been there from 1953 to 1961. He became a general manager at WIBG. He worked at WICC as a general manager. But he really made his name and fame when he worked at WMAQ in Chicago and they dropped that. I don't even know what format it was because they, they they certainly weren't doing well. And they went to country and to uh, country format when Bob Pittman ran them. So just a little bit of, of uh, news from uh, for those who might be interested. Jeff, also yesterday it was announced that uh, Sirius XM has hired Damon Amendalaro to fill the morning position on Mad Dog Radio. Uh, that's the uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo runs that channel. And uh, Amendalaro replaces Evan Cohen, who went to ESPN back a few weeks ago. So Damon Amendalaro, who was, uh, I don't believe he is anymore, but he was at CBS no. Sports Radio, but now right. he'll be doing the morning show from 6 to 9 Eastern on Mad Dog. Yeah. I guess he worked at the ANBR. He worked at the Sports Hub at various... Uh, when, he, when the Sports Hub first started in 09, he was their evening host. He's kind, of a, he's kind of a unique individual because he's the one, Chris, if you remember right, that says he's going to launch the mothership and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. On, kind, of uh, unique, kind of a unique guy. He didn't... You and, know, he was the a, one guy they brought in that didn't have local ties to anybody at that time. And... It showed because, you know, the night and you figure, OK, 
you've got sports talk opposite the Red Sox and the Red Sox do better or they don't, you know, and that kind of thing, because that was the one team they didn't have. Well, they didn't have the Celtics yet. But what I'm saying is it just showed that he was not really getting the ratings. He was only there for about a year or two. John, what I heard a commercial. I just said I heard a commercial on CBS Sports Radio. What they're mo- doing to replace them? They're moving the afternoon show with Maggie Gray and whoever the other guy is. They're going to put them six to ten a.m. Eastern. I guess they're going to have a two-hour show that was part of VA's uh, slot, the nine to noon. That's I heard that last night. So I don't know what they're going to put in the afternoon or in the ten to noon. But that'll start on Monday the second. So. Yep. See, I, that's why I don't know too much about sports. I leave it up to you, Chris, and uh, and Bill, because I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what happened to Da? Did he get fired? I had to take. I don't know if he was you fired or not, but um, did, he left I on would, his own. He left yeah, on his own because they got they got more money from Sirius Satellite Radio. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to get probably a pay increase to do this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> And that's going to and be on you, the and if you get a pay incre- And if you get a pay increase, Bill, you you always right. take it, right? That's, that's right. right. That's, it, it, that's, he's going to be on the Mad Dog channel? Yes, channel yes. 82. Channel yep. 82. Okay. Well, I think the big yeah. news about that Sirius, the merger with Sirius and Liberty Media is will will it go through? I think it actually will go through this time. I, I don't think there's going to be too much opposition because, really, there is only one satellite company. There's no XM. There's yeah. no Sirius. Correct. It's all, all one company. And uh, right. iHeartMedia Heart is out of the mix because they're uh, they're totally separate from Liberty Media, and none of their radio stations are now on XM or Sirius XM satellite radio. So I think at this point that merger will probably go through, although it will get scrutiny from the from the Justice Department and the FCC. But but I don't think it's going to be a problem. Wasn't Sirius no. owned by X? I mean, wasn't Sirius XM owned by Liberty Media at one time? X when it was XM, I know Liberty had a stake in it at one time. Liberty had sure. a, Liberty and iHeartMedia had a uh, had minority had a minority stake. Both <clears throat> these companies had minority stakes in in Sirius XM sat when they merged and everything else. But iHeartMedia backed out, and uh, Liberty Media has still has an has an eighty three. Uh, a, a percent of Sirius XM, but they're going to converge the two companies, the SLSX for Sirius XM part of the company and Liberty Media are going to merge and form one company altogether. So that's how they're going to be doing it. That's kind of too bad, though, because if you remember right back when it was actually just XM, some of those iHeart channels were pretty cool to listen to. I thought yeah, XM was always, was always, I thought XM was better, but they were you know, too. But that's you know yep. you know I mean it, that things times have changed. I I have satellite radio. I, I don't listen to it that much, but I do listen to some things on it. So I guess I can't complain. And if you watch a dose of old time radio, they've got that there. And but I listen to some of the channels like Soul Town. I listen to the other channels like the Pulse, which plays a lot of '90s and rock music. And I like all kinds of music. So no one ever no one can yeah. pin me down. By, no one can figure me out. I I can't figure me out. <laughs> I can see the day well, coming when we're going to. Sorry, Bernie. When we're going to um, have all of those stations like LWKMOX, all the big stations that want to or can, will be on Sirius XM. Go ahead, Bernie. I'm sorry. I just thought I thought XM was really good when it came yeah. on. You know, like the music channels were good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was kind of fun to have those those radio stations on there. You know. 
Uh, even though it's kind of funny because they're saying, you know, hey, we're, is this commercial free? And then you hear the station, of course, they got tons of commercials. But, <laughs> you know, it's kind of fun. You can listen to Kiss FM in L.A. And I knew some people who worked there. And it was just, it was kind of fun. Yeah. You know, and when, when it was XM, Bernie, back in those days, they had It. That was always cool to listen to. Oh, you hear all the, it. All the it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. You know, that was the coolest thing. And you know, there's no reason why they couldn't do that again. They could have an it channel. Yeah. They could, because it wouldn't be, they wouldn't play a song. They could just put that together and put it on. And maybe they'd have to get clearance from different people from different decades and different voices. But I'm sure they could get it worked out or even have their own guy's voice it now. And they could have an it channel uh, that would just run continuously and people would love it. They would love it. Uh, what about near the I end of the year between, uh, between Christmas and New Year's? So they had every day they count down a different uh, a different year, on, uh, and they would go from channel to channel. I remember that too. Yeah. See, the thing about the thing about it though that was kind of cool because it was a little bit more interactive in that you had to go to the next channel on the yep. you know, on the lineup. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought that was fun. I really. I did. remember uh, being there uh, you know, midnight on. Uh, Tuesday night or something, Wednesday night, it went from the, the 50s channel to the, or the 60s to the 70s, I think, at that point. And it was cool, you know, and, and you know, yeah. you go from one thing to the other and the, the end of 69, the beginning of 70, you know, and, and oh, how did they interpret the, uh, Venus? Did they put it in 69 or 70? You know, it's exactly. kind of funny. You know? But we're, but we're, well, in the, we're in the minority here because most, most listeners, I don't think, I don't know, maybe I could be wrong, but. Uh, no, you're yeah. right. I already know where you're going. You're right. Yep, you're right. But yeah, exactly and it's right. got worse too. Later, they they weren't as rare. Uh, you know, they they didn't cover it as. But if you put it on a channel, I mean, come on, they put uh, Billy Joel on. Uh, you know, every, every well, they take him off, put him on, put you know, whatever. But you know, he's on most of the days on a channel. They've got hundreds of channels now. It's not like uh, they're. Uh, it wouldn't take much. They could revoice it and and put it on. And you know, I think people and there's people that would listen to it for let's say from 55 to 80 and then another group that would pick it up at 80 and go to 2000 or whatever you know you'd have we always have listeners here's the other problem with that when you were talking about having all the am stations on there like wlw and on the satellite so everyone could listen to them that probably won't happen and if it does happen i guarantee you that it's going to be a not a free not free and you will pay for the channels you got to listen to it'll be like cable television will people pay for radio or pay to listen uh, uh, yes, people. Uh, there will always be people who will pay. You could say that, but it's not going to be like people paying for television. It's just not. Oh no! And, but it, and they don't. I, if you think I, about, if you look, we've talked about the prices for like MLB on TV and your MLB, uh, you know, nineteen whatever it is for the year to hear all the MLB game, you know, in the uh, on Sirius XM through Sirius XM or however you get it. That's nothing compared to you know. Sighted people get ripped off. <laughs> we get to listen to this stuff, <laughs> and you know they're paying all kinds of money. We we get, we fully experience you know all these things, and we're not paying that much compared to what they're paying for TV. Oh, okay. Hey, Chris, how about, I, if we, how, I, how about if we how about if we fully experience Jennifer Sparks' call it and format changes? I think we've come to the end of this subject. Those are free. No, those are free. free. No, we're not. They done. are free. We're not done. Okay. <laughs> when, uh, when when they did it. Uh, I called Flash Phelps one day, and to my surprise, he knew who I was. Wow. Which, which shocked me. And, he probably had worked in your was, market because he's worked everywhere. He used to have that song. In well, you know, he worked, he worked in Fort Wayne. Uh, <laughs> that's so that's, that's the closest. But he, uh, he was telling me about, because they were still pretty new, 
And there were some songs that they were playing that were not the proper versions. Oh. And every time they'd play one, people would just give him a really hard time. Yeah. And yeah. he asked he asked me, he said, Dad, do you have this, 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 and this? And I go, yeah, I'll just make you a CD and send it to you. And Good. I did. And <laughs> it was so cool. It's like, why not? Great. You got the music. You might as well let people, you know, benefit. That's cool. That's all. No, that was good. That was good. Was that worth was that worth holding Jennifer it off? Was. Yeah, it certainly was. was. I think yeah. Jennifer would, would well, forgive us. Let's see what Jennifer says. She'll, we'll, she'll tell you in first and on October 21st. We'll ask her. Yes. That's okay. the best way All I can right. promote that. And we are going to we're going to attempt in everything we can do to broadcast that event live, informally. Oh, the the Wild Bernie Show Up event. Oh, that's the, everybody yeah. would be looking at for that. Wait yeah. a minute, is this is this going to be some kind of who's going to talk? I don't know who's going to talk. Nobody's going to talk. <laughs> we're just going to. You might be young. You put on the spot, there. Bernie. No, no, he won't be. I put won't on go today. if that's the case. No, <laughs> he's not going to be put on the spot. Even for free pizza. We'll have Bill talk. Yeah. No, we won't. I'm going to play call letters in four minutes. All right. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of September 28th. WHFSAM 1010 Sefner, Florida changes calls to WJBRAM. WINUFM 104.9 Altamont, New York changes format from modern alternative rock to classic country and changes slogan from all 104.9 to a big country 97.9 KOKA AM 980 Shreveport Louisiana changes slogan from the light to the heart of gospel 980 AM 93.3 FM WGA AM 1400 Maryville, Texas changes format from variety to classic hits and changes slogan from random music radio to fun 104.9 WBGA AM 1490 Brunswick, Georgia changes format from inspirational gospel to urban contemporary and changes slogan from hallelujah 96 6.3 to real 96.3 KSFE FM 96.7 Grants New Mexico changes slogan from pirate radio to interstate 96.7 WEFT FM 90.1 Champaign Illinois changes slogan from community radio for East Central Illinois WEFT FM to WEFT 90.1 FM WKCE AM 1180 Knoxville, Tennessee changes slogan from 105.1 WKCE to 
Mid-Century Radio, WPLA-FM 104.9, La Follette, Tennessee, changes calls to WKVL-FM and changes city of license to Greenback. WKVL-AM 850, Maryville, Tennessee, changes calls to WSMMAM. WAIV-FM 102.3, Cape May, New Jersey. Changes format from not available to talk and changes slogan from 99.3 The Buzz to Fine Day Radio. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For all things radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks wishing all of you a good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer. We really appreciate more, it. More. More and more. Yeah, that was short. Well, that was a weird thing about WKCE because they've been mid-century radio for a long time, and I don't know why that popped up like that because I know that that was their slogan. The one thing they did do, and it was a couple years ago, is move from 1120 to 1180, and they did that. Uh, maybe if our friend Karen hears this, she can call in or she can send us a message next week or something like that and see if she knows anything about that there in Knoxville. But uh, I don't understand why that was there. But. And, and the other thing they do is they play oldies and they mix that with classic with some classic country cuts. Yes. Yeah, it's very good. I enjoy it. A little different. It's different. A little different. Mm-hmm. Boy, this could be the shortest show on record. <laughs> I, I, well, everybody wants, well, to, everybody yeah, wants to get ready for the Lions and the Packers. Well, people can't. Well, no, but, but if you listen, listen to Bill's next feature, that's a, a college football at its yeah. best, I guess. Um, I'm for Bernie to go do something real quick. Yeah, how, yeah, how yeah don't do look at email. It's about 19 <laughs> minutes the last I checked, but unless you Bill shortened it. 19? Man, oh, man, have I got, I got time? No, you, you got time to, to you have at least one or two beers, Bert. A couple of you beers. You can run yeah. make I a quick run to the beer store. Well, I had yeah. to put in Ingo the ending. Yeah, I had to put in the <laughs> ending and this, that, and the other and make it, you know, like it would sound like it was real. And this came right off yeah. the radio broadcast. So I think, uh, Perry, you might like this as... Your neighbors, the Nebraska Radio Network, those guys sounded like that they were pretty yep. old back the Nebraska then. Nebraska Corn Huskers. Classic Corn yep. Huskers. They sounded old then. <laughs> Wait till you hear this broadcaster. And so we'll see how this one goes, Jeff. This could, this could either put everybody to sleep, send them to the exits, or they'll enjoy it, one of the two. I'm going and, to and listen, it, but I'm going to be on mute. And, and Bernie, if, you, if you've ever heard the word QKT voice coupler, that's what they used back then. They had a telephone line at the radio station, and they plugged the voice, voice coupler into the phone, and they oh, yeah. mixed the board into that. Can't wait to hear And I'm going to do my football picks. So, <laughs> I saw, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there that's why go. you really did this. Yeah, that's why I did the 19 minutes. Well, my my dad a couple of weeks ago did football picks. He took he took every NFL team and he won all of them. Wow! Oh, every, game, very, every game, very good. There have been some crazy upsets too. That's a good job. Is yeah. yeah, especially with all the upsets, he did a good job. Yeah, yeah. Got to pick the got to keep picking them Colts. That's what you got to do. Keep going. How about them Colts. Colts? Yeah, how about them, Colts? And the Pacers are getting ready to start practice. Bernie's going to be in his element. 
Yeah. Oh man, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. He's getting ready for Mark Boyle. Feet. How many years will it be? Do you know for Mark Boyle this year? I do not. Oh I my God, know. it's been forever. Yeah, it's been and forever. And I, I, I had told this story before. Um, you know, uh, Al would be able to tell me, but he, he would. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've met Mark Boyle. I've met Mark Boyle on a couple of occasions, and I said, Mark, you know, you really do a great job mm-hmm. describing the game. And he and I don't know why he said this, but he said it twice. He goes, "Well, that's quite a compliment coming from a a, a blind person." Mm. I'm like, no, well, what I'm saying is because I'm blind, you're doing a hell of a job. It doesn't have yeah. anything to do with yeah. it. No, the <laughs> announcers, you know, that I've I've heard this before, and not so much to me, but I've heard about people saying it to other and you know from announcers around here to, you know, that they really appreciate it when blind because they know that we're picturing the game through their. Sure. Description, yeah. whether yeah. words I view, as Chikern would call it, and he you know didn't that get it somehow. He, he didn't, didn't get know. it. Chris Denary took it just the opposite way. He was really pleased when I told him that. He said, "That really makes me feel good. Thank you." Yeah. For Mark yeah. might say he's a, he's a great guy. He really. But so is Mark Boyle. I like Mark Boyle a lot. You know, mm-hmm. So even though he's a smart guy, <laughs> yeah, he, yes, he is. He yeah, that's is. a good reason to like. Yeah, he can. Yeah, that is really go. Like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you've got to do something like shave or do whatever Bernie does when he's off the phone, do it now. Here we go. And Sean, you'll enjoy this. Certainly the team that wins this uh, game today will have the inside track on being the national champions for 1971. Nebraska has a lot of players back from that team that faced attention. I think it's a calm, confident ball club. Uh, as we've mentioned, the wishbone has such a great margin of error that uh, Oklahoma will have to help out by giving Nebraska field position. But if somebody had put something into a computer to come up with two teams that uh, have all this excitement, one team, the top defensive team in the country, the other one, the top offensive team in the country, rated number one, rated number two. Uh, you couldn't ask for anything any better. David, uh, I would like to say that if they handled out, headed out penalties before the game started, Oklahoma would get one from encroachment. They're introducing their players, and they're so hepped up, they're about halfway out in the middle of the field. And, of course, playing here at Owen Field before this strong this afternoon, we have about 5,600 down from Nebraska. So they're going to go over 60,000 here in this attendance this afternoon. You talk about someone that looks like they got jumping beans in their bridges. That Oklahoma team really has. Contrast to that, that business-like professional attitude that Nebraska has, well, the job is here. I want to make one observation before we start, fellas. Nebraska is champion. You become champion the hard way. Nebraska comes here. Oklahoma has to beat Nebraska. That's the big issue here this afternoon. One other thing, too. There's no excuse today. Uh, all the key players are healthy. Uh, we have good weather conditions. Uh, the teams are going head-on. And whoever wins this ball game today, whether it be Oklahoma or whether it be Nebraska, at least the Oklahoma fans and the Nebraska fans can say the winner of this game is truly number one. The co-captain's going out in the uh, center of the field now. Jimmy Anderson and Jerry Taggy for the Huskers. We see Jack Mildred and Steve Acock going out there representing Oklahoma. The officials for this ball game, we can find them here on the chart. Here they are. The referee, a good one, Vance Carlson. The umpire, John Keck. 
the linesman Wendell Winkler, the field judge Chester Lanny, the back judge Ed Merrifield. Oh, I tell you, I've been waiting for this game. <laughs> this, this, this makes yesterday seem like eons ago, doesn't it? I mean, just yesterday. To tell you the truth, I, I didn't think I'd make it, Dave. <laughs> I really didn't. Uh, since Sunday, I have been an absolute mess. Some people said uh, that's really no change, but it really is. The uh, captains are out on the field right now, and the referee, Vance Carlson, introducing the other officials, Jerry Taggy, number 14, and right quarterman, uh, Jimmy Anderson, are the co-captains for the basket. And out on the football field for Oklahoma is their quarterback, Jack Milton, and their middle linebacker, Steve Acock, number 43. So the toss of the coin, it's in the air. The flip has been made. And we'll see who comes up with the football. It looks, uh, it looks as if uh, Oklahoma's won the toss. Yes, they have. And they have elected to take advantage of the win. So they will be kicking to the University of Nebraska. Oklahoma kicked off to Nebraska. And of course, they want the advantage of this wind that is coming out of the south southwest at some 16 miles an hour, sometimes up to 20. And they would like, like, of course, nothing more than to put Nebraska in a hole and try to keep them there and play for a field position, trying to score early in the first quarter of this football game. Lyle, it's a little unusual to come down here and see Oklahoma on the far side and Nebraska directly beneath us on the west side. I'll tell you what the big surprise is. Here's the nation top offensive ball club winning the toss and electing to go on defense right away. Apparently they think that win will be quite a factor. Well, fortunately, they're on the field and we can quit all this garbage we've been talking about for a month. We're going to find out what's going to happen. Back down deep, Jeff Kitty, number 35, on the left side. Johnny Rogers, All-American Johnny Rogers standing at the five. Oklahoma will kick off. And John Carroll, number 10, the fine kicker, will do the booting with the wind. He kicks long as a rule. So with this wind at his back, he could kick it out of the ballpark. John Carroll, back there to kick, waiting for the whistle. We're almost underway with the real classic. The ball is teed up at the 40. Oklahoma kicking to Nebraska. This is it. This is for all the marbles. The football game that the world has been waiting for. The Super Bowl of college football. Here's the kick. A long end-over-end kick. Rogers takes it five yards deep. He's coming out to the five, to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. He's to the 25 and hits down right around the 24-yard line. So on the opening play, Johnny Rogers took the ball halfway in the end zone, came out of there, and they spot the ball at about the 25, just outside the Nebraska 25. And Al Austin is starting at right tackle in place of the injured Kyle Johnson. Al Austin, number 78. And this is KFAB at Omaha. Nebraska on the first play from scrimmage at their own 25, has Rogers in the slot to the right, the quarterback tagging, looks over a six-man front for Oklahoma, and a quick flip out there to Rogers, complete at the 33-yard line, down he goes just as he caught it, and bring him down with Acock and number 28, Kenny Pope. Put the ball at the 33, and so on the first play from scrimmage, Taggy shows you that he will throw from anywhere at any time, as he picked up eight big yards, and it comes up second down two. The ball at the 33 of Nebraska on the hash mark, in from this the west side. 49 degrees, here at Oklahoma. Taggy has his men, two wide men out to the right. The ball goes to Kinney. Kinney stacks up at the line of scrimmage. Little gain, if any. Jeff Kinney. 
was piled up hard at the 33-yard line, and it was Hamilton, Selman, Bristol, the linebackers, Falls, and Acock in on it. The ball at the 33 for no gain. It'll bring up third down at about two and a half. The ball just at the 33-yard line of the University of Nebraska Cornhuskers. Woody Cox, the split end of the left. Rogers in the slot to the left. Quarterback Kagi looks at a six-man front for Oklahoma. And the pitch out goes over there to Kinney. Kinney runs the outside close to the first down. A good block out there by Bill Olds, but a quick tackle put on Kinney. And it's very close to the first down, but maybe a shade short. And the man who got it was Driscoll, the outside linebacker. Let's see where the uh, chain gang puts the chain. It looks uh, a little bit short as we see it from here. They bring the chain in to put it down. And it just came down into short. A great, a fine defensive play by Oklahoma, stopping Jeff Kinney after he got a good block from his fullback, Billy O. Jerry Taggy was uh, motioning about Devaney. I think Jerry wanted to go for it, but Devaney sent a huge in, and the Huskers will be kicking after the first two's are down. The crowd standing. All right, it's John Shelley deep to receive, kicking into the wind is Jeff Hughes, and there's Hughes Punk. It's a high hanger in that strong wind. Shelley runs away, lets it bounce, and Nebraska touches the ball down at the Oklahoma 32. So now the post-spotted Oklahoma Sooner offense goes on the attack, as Nebraska was unable to make a first down. The ball is at the 33 of Oklahoma, and we'll see now what Bob Devaney employed defensively against the wishbone team. The scourge of the country at the moment as it is run by Oklahoma. And now, flip-flopping are the cornerbacks for Nebraska. And the quarterback, Milton, has them up there to give us to Crosswhite. He got a couple. Crosswhite got a couple right over the right side. He was hit first by Larry Jacobson. And Glover was in on it for a piece. While at the front of Nebraska was a 4-2. Okay, Crossway was limping back to the uh, huddle there, too. Lyle. I think he was hit pretty hard by right around the knees. The ball at the 35 of Oklahoma. Second down eight, the Sooners. The ball on the hash mark in from the far side, the east sideline. Oklahoma comes over the ball. The quarterback, Milton, takes the ball. He keeps, goes outside. He's hit and dropped after a yard. A good quick play by Bob Perio, the linebacker, who met him at the line of scrimmage. Milton was able to get just one. So it comes up third and seven. A big third down play for the Oklahoma Sooners. And going in is John Dutton, number 90. A huge defensive lineman for the Baxter. 6'7", 241. He goes in and Jansen out at right tackle. So the Sooners on third and seven. In the wishbowl. And the keep by Milton. Milton flying outside. He's hit and dropped. As you say, David, Nebraska sorely needs a first down. Third down and seven with the ball at the 12. Now ask yourself, I, now, I cannot tell how many uh, first down, or, uh, timeouts that Oklahoma has. On the fourth down, might Nebraska go for a field goal? It isn't uh, this, uh, this scoreboard down here does not show uh, the number of timeouts remaining as they do in Nebraska. What is it, Jack? That's right, Lyle. It doesn't show on the clock over there, and uh, I have no way of telling. I hold it up, Lyle. Ooh, I need a, I need a couple of cranks, I'll tell you that. Ruby me. The ball at the 12, squarely between the sidelines, right? And when play resumes, it'll be third down seven. Got to get seven yards, Lyle. We got to get on, got to get that first down. They need that first down. Fred is right. Got it. But they are in that uh, uh, really unenviable position of uh, wanting, having to hang on to that ball and not uh, try too much. Oklahoma will be fighting for the football. Third and seven, Nebraska's over it. 
in the top of the eye is Kenny. Kenny flying on the left side of the line. He goes to the six-yard line. Oh, how that guy is something. He put it down on the six-yard line. That's where they spotted short of a first down by about a yard. Maybe that's it. The clock is running. Oklahoma may be out of timeout. It's still running. 24 seconds. Well, they can let it run out. 23 seconds. 20 seconds. And Nebraska can really let this clock run out. Is that what you were after, Jack? Or else, if they haven't got the best time, let it run there and they take the penalty, then go. All right. 12 seconds left. They're in the eye. And they gave us to Kenny. He's outside to the three. First down. We got first down, and that's the ball game. That'll be the ball game. The clock is stopped on that first down with three seconds. That's automatic. Anytime you make a first down, the official stops the clock to spot it. But now he starts the clock again. As he sets that ball down at the three, the clock is running. The ball game is over. And Nebraska has come out still number one, still the football team. And what a job they did. And ladies and gentlemen, when you start looking for your football players to replace, figure out how you replace a Jeff Kinney. Magnificent, truly magnificent. What a second half he had. And Dave, look at the spirit of the football players down look there. Look at Mildred. Mildred came over and he's shaking the hands of all the Nebraska players. That's it. I'll tell you one thing. I have never seen a person more brilliant in defeat than Jack Mildred. Brilliant. Today. Brilliant. Wow. Dave, brilliant. Just no question about it. This, this was the classic that everybody thought it would be and could be, and it was from start to finish. And as we've said before, Nebraska needed a patented drive, and Bob Devaney's teams never quit. They showed their color today, and they showed what is inside that stomach when they took that ball down the field this afternoon. The greatest victory of all time, and look at the crowd around Glover. Glover is just being besieged by people down on the sideline. He is something out of his book. And Dave, Dave, did you ever see anything? How can you describe the play of Glover and Jacobson in those final minutes? Brilliant. Oh, the cream really comes to the top. I'll tell you, they were out of this world. I'll tell you, rarely does a lineman ever get uh, thought of for the Heisman Trophy. But next year, Rich Glover, with this being on national television, was a great game he had against Colorado. I assume Alabama's going to have some trouble with him. I'll tell you right now, Rich Glover might be in line for a Heisman Trophy consideration. Now, let me tell you something, Dave. Terry Jacobson was the lineman of the year, according to the football writers of America, and was voted the Outland Trophy. And don't those fellas feel they really made a heck of a decision? Again, that final score, and Mama, it was 35 to 31. That's all she wrote. And we've seen it all and are ready to die in Norman, Oklahoma. Well, I'm glad we have 
but an opportunity to play against a wishbone offense. It should uh, give us some help in preparing our defense for Alabama. What was Chris's turning point in this game today? Well, certainly the last drive that we made to come from behind and score. You say, David, Nebraska sorely needs a first down. Third down and seven with the ball at the 12. Now ask yourself, I, now, I cannot tell how many uh, first down, or, uh, timeouts that Oklahoma has. On the fourth down, might Nebraska go for a field goal? It isn't uh, this, on the clock. Uh, this scoreboard down here does not show uh, the number of timeouts remaining as they do in Nebraska. What is it, Jack? That's right, Lyle. It doesn't show on the clock over there, and uh, I have no way of telling. I hold enough, Lyle. Ooh, I need a, <laughs> I need a couple of cranks, I'll tell you that. Ooh, me. The ball at the 12, squarely between the sidelines, right? And when play resumes, it'll be third down seven. Got to get seven yards, Lyle. We got to get on, got to get that first down. They need that first down, Panthers right. Got it. But they are in that uh, uh, really unenviable position of uh, wanting, having to hang on to that ball and not uh, try too much. Oklahoma will be fighting for the football. Third and seven, Nebraska's over it. In the top of the eye is Kenny. Kenny flying on the left side of the line. He goes to the six-yard line. Oh, how that guy is something. He put it down on the six-yard line. That's where they spotted short of a first down by about a yard. Maybe that's it. The clock is running. Right. Oklahoma may be out of timeout. It's still running. 24 seconds. Well, they can let it run out. 23 seconds. 20 seconds. And Nebraska can really let this clock run out. Is that what you were after, Jack? Or else, if they haven't got the best time, let it run there and they take the penalty, then go. All right. 12 seconds left. They're in the eye. And they gave us to Kenny. He's outside to the three. First down. We got first down, and that's the ball game. That'll be the ball game. The clock is stopped on that first down with three seconds. That's automatic. Anytime you make a first down, the official stops the clock to spot it. But now he starts the clock again. As he sets that ball down at the three, the clock is running. The ball game is over. And Nebraska has come out. Still number one. Still the football team. And what a job they did. And ladies and gentlemen, when you start looking for your football players to replace, figure out how you replace a Jeff Kinney. Magnificent, truly magnificent. What a second half he had. And Dave, look at the spirit of the football players down look there. Look at Mildred. Mildred came over and he's shaking the hands of all the Nebraska players. That's I'll tell you one thing. I have never seen a person more brilliant in defeat than Jack Mildred. Brilliant. brilliant. Wow. Dave, brilliant. Just no question about it. This, this was the classic that everybody thought it would be and could be, and it was from start to finish. And as we've said before, Nebraska needed a patented grime, and Bob Devaney's teams never quit. They showed their color today, and they showed what is inside that stomach when they took that ball down the field this afternoon. The greatest victory of all time, and look at the crowd around Glover. Glover is just being besieged by people down on the sideline. He is something out of this book. Dave, Dave, did you ever see anything? How can you describe the play of Glover and Jacobson in those final minutes? Brilliant. Oh, the cream really comes to the top. I'll tell you, they were out of this world. I'll tell you, rarely does a lineman ever get uh, thought of for the Heisman Trophy, but next year, Rich Glover, with this being on national television, was a great game he had against Colorado. I assume Alabama's going to have some trouble with him. I'll tell you right now, Rich Glover might be in line for a Heisman Trophy consideration. Now, let me tell you something, Dave. Terry Jacobson was the lineman of the year, according to the football writers of America, and was voted the Outland Trophy.
And don't those fellas feel they really made a heck of a decision? Again, that final score, and Mama, it was 35 to 31. That's all she wrote. And we've seen it all and are ready to die in Norman, Oklahoma. Thanksgiving Day, because I remember it, and so they, okay, later on, they time Friday, that's right, because what they used to do, you'd have your Lions game at uh, around noon time, then you'd, there'd be a big college football game, often it was Texas, Texas A&M, but this particular year was yep. uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and then at the Brown 6, Eastern, you'd get your Cowboys game, usually against the Redskins, so, um, you know, that's what you did on Thanksgiving, and there were a few pros in, in there. Bob Devaney, of course, Chuck Fairbanks. They didn't mention him, but he was the coach of Oklahoma at the time. Uh, and, of course, they were both undefeated. And what you would have back in those days, of course, you had your polls, but you didn't have uh, – they would build up a game like that. Uh, in 66, it was Notre Dame and Michigan State. And they played to, a, I think, a 6-6 tie. And uh, Notre Dame ended up winning the championship because they, they were one and Michigan State was two. And since it was a tie, people were mad at Eric Parsegian for not going for it and going for the win. But he, he got the national championship. So, you know, it sounded like they had their bowls all set up. They were going to play Alabama somewhere in the Orange Bowl or the Sugar Bowl. Don't know which. Uh, but uh, either Bowl. way. Yeah, well, because there was a Big Twelve, there was a Big Eight winner that went to Orange Bowl. So yeah, they usually winner, did. Yeah. But uh, of course, Alabama uh, probably had won the SEC. So depends on who. I don't know how they worked that up. But probably, probably was the Orange Bowl. Because Alabama had been at the Orange Bowl too. That's where Joe Namath signed his contract with the Jets on national TV in the Orange Bowl in '65. But anyway, the, the, it was good. I enjoyed the announcer. You know, he was an older guy. You could tell, but he'd been probably doing it since 1942 or something. And and it, it, they announced KFAB. So whether maybe they were the only station in the state that did it, or they had their own network, I don't know how they did that, or their own broadcast. There was another flag. network broadcast. You know, yeah. yeah. But they gave their their ID, so it didn't sound like they had a network. Um, yeah, he did so, it in the call. He did the yeah, ID right, at the, the right at the yeah. kickoff. He said KFAB in Omaha. So. I know. And, and yeah, that year they did flip-flop the games. That's right, because they were because it normally would have been Texas and Texas and A&M, but they flip-flopped them and moved them to Friday because this was number one and number two. So 
ABC. Yeah. You are right. Yeah, ABC. ABC I have heard get that. it on Thanksgiving Day. Chris Schenko, unfortunately, yeah. but and Bud Wilkinson, who had to deal with an Oklahoma loss, but that's the way it goes. Walter, yep. what would you like to say? Um, yes, uh, back then in those days, uh, at least up until oh ninety, I think ninety six or seven, they were uh, uh, KFAB was the uh, home of the Huskers. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, okay. it's nowadays it's the uh, uh, ESPN five ninety, which was the uh-huh. uh, former yeah. WOW. Wow! Yeah, and wow. back then I didn't hear as much. Uh, you know, I would listen on Armed Forces as much as I could get. I heard a lot of you know the West Coast games. Heard that the Southwest Conference didn't hear much uh, Big Eight football, so I had not heard either Oklahoma or Nebraska. I was trying to think back to see if I remembered hearing either of them. And we'd get the Big Ten, we'd get Ohio State, Michigan. I kind of knew who those guys were. But uh, that was, no, I thought the guy did a good job. And of course, back then, they just, uh, they had the color men there, but they only spoke uh, when spoken to, kind of. That's kind of the way it, the style has changed a lot with that. And I wonder if that, today they're, they're being done through Learfield, because Le- Learfield seems yeah. to have a lot of the college. Every yeah. Yeah. yeah, all the major colleges are done through Learfield, yeah. Yep, they, they are. And they, they have a good crew now. You know, I, I don't listen to them very much, but I know that I like their announcer. He's, he's exciting. He's sort of, he oh, he's reminds me of the Chiefs like announcer, him. you know. But that guy, that older guy there, he did a good job. And he, Thank you, Walter. Uh, you know, it, mm-hmm. you know had, yeah. the, had the ball spotted right and didn't change it around. And then, now, you notice how much they're running the ball. That's back then. Remember, two bad, two things, uh, three things can happen on a forward pass, and two of them are bad. So uh, they used to run the ball three clouds and a three yards in a cloud of dust. That's where that came from. So that's what they did. But I think today's announcers might be a little. They were good. I don't. But I think they might be a little more. Of course, they've got more computers. They didn't have computers. They got in. stuff going, and, and they're yeah. looking at the the feed. And it, it didn't dawn on me, but I, we were talking. Oh, one person who died, and we should mention it right now. Actually, was Tony Roberts. He died, and of course, yeah. the longtime voice of Notre Dame football, and uh, he uh, was there for many years. But he also did the mutual game of the week at four o'clock on Sunday afternoons. Whatever the game, you know, uh, Steelers and Raiders or Bengals and Browns or whoever was the big national game, he went. He would go and do it, and that was uh, I don't know who his color men were, but I realized that they could see the feed at, by that time, even in '74. Sometimes he uh, there'd be a stat that would flash up on the screen, and he he would be saying the same thing about Tony Dorsett has uh, has just passed the hundred yard mark, and it would flash on the TV screen. So yeah, now they've got all kinds of access to a lot of information as they go along. Whereas at this point, it was just them and their spotters uh, doing it, you know? Yep. All right. Quite a difference. Takes Jeff yeah. way, way, Ooh. way back. <laughs> Where were you at in 1971, Jeff? I was, uh, I think, a senior in high school, getting out of high school at that point. Uh, yeah, that I was, was my college. Line. I got out in 72. So. I was in college, and I was home. Uh, my girlfriend at the time had come down from New Hampshire to visit, and uh, we were hanging out and uh, watching the game because that's what we did. And, you know, my family's a sports family, so obviously the game was on. So uh, I, I remember watching it on TV that day. My parents were pregnant with me. They had just gotten married. They were newlyweds, and they were pregnant with me by the time this game played in 71. Back when fathers could get pregnant. That was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, mom was pregnant. Yeah, mom was pregnant. Yeah. That's well. <laughs> hey, how about yep. if we travel to San Juan, Puerto Rico, where the weather is going to be nicer than it is here at Albany? Oh, not as nice. Let's go. 
Let's go to Puerto Rico. This week in my Classic Air Check segment, we're taking the virtual time machine back to July 6, 1973, and we're going to listen to radio station WBMJ AM in San Juan, Puerto Rico. The radio announcer we're going to hear is Scott Brady, and air checks of this radio station are rather rare. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station WBMJ AM from San Juan, Puerto Rico, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Scott Brady with San Juan for Music at 10 a.m. Every town's junior chamber international invites you to be a member of their community-minded nonprofit organization. They meet every Tuesday at 8 p.m. at the community center of the first section in Levytown. 1003 Scott Brady with Bloodstone. This is Natural High. This week number seven. WBMJ San Juan Radio Rock. Weather forecast mostly fair this morning. Shower probability less than 20%, becoming 70% this afternoon. San Juan temperature 86 degrees. Scott Brady at 1073 dog night. WBMJ San Juan Radio Rock. Street dog night and Shambhala. Scott Brady at 1010 on Friday morning. Ya llegó Don Julio. 80 grados prueba. Ten eleven on WBMJ Radio Rock in San Juan. That's the Sweet Sky Brady until two thirty this afternoon. Go from Simon and Garfunkel. You're invited to Art by Roma at Joe Criano's Latin Lounge at the El Parmar Hotel, four p.m. to eight p.m. WBMJ Radio Rock in San Juan. Ten eighteen with Scott Brady. Weather forecast for San Juan. Mostly fair this morning, but it's going to rain this afternoon. I can guarantee you around 12.15 it'll start pouring because for the past four days, that's just exactly what it's done. It's 86 degrees. So WBMJ Radio Rock. Band. You got to give it to me. WBMJ San Juan Radio Rock. This is Scott Brady on your Friday morning at 1024. Number six with the spinners. One of a kind love affair. 86 degrees in San Juan. Shower probability 20% becoming 70% later on this afternoon. WBMJ San Juan with a number six song this week. Spinners, one of a kind love affair at 1027. Cortesia. from WBMJ, Radio Rockin' San Juan. Scott Brady on the Phil Baker Show with mother-in-law, Clarence Carter. WBMJ San Juan, it's 10.30 with Sweet Scott Brady. Stylistics at number 12. WBMJ Radio Rockin' San Juan. Scott Brady at 10.34 on Friday morning. Doobie Brothers with number two. This is Long Train Running. By Juan Group will present the play El Pogrecito and Bustelo at the Ateneo Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, June 29th, 30th, and July the 1st at 8 p.m. Admission is just $2. Here's number eight from the survey from Fire and Rain. Hello, stranger at 1037. Harry Sherwood is next with the news. 
WBMJ Radio Rock in San Juan. Ten forty nine power line open. Seven two four eight seven eight seven. This one was written by Don McLean and sung by Perry Como. And I love you. WBMJ San Juan Radio Rock. That's Perry Como. On ten fifty two was Scott Brady on Friday. And on radio. 10.54 with Neil Diamond. WBMJ San Juan, Radio Rock, Sweet Scott Brady. Friday morning with a weather forecast, mostly fair this morning. Shower probability less than 20%. Becoming 70% this afternoon. San Juan temperature, 87 degrees with a sweet and blockbuster. Studios in the Brinkin Hotel, home of the fabulous Cloud Room. This is WBMJ San Juan. Now, Scott Brady turns me on. And wonderful music. WBMJ San Juan Radio Rock. Second week in a row, it's number one this week. Bacharabas and Wild Safari. 11.03 with Scott Brady on Saturday. No, Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> Already Friday. How about that? There will be a walk-in movie at the Los Bambrachanes basketball court in Otto Ray. Saturday, July the 7th at 7.30 p.m. The pictures are Thomas Crown Affair and Woodstock. Admission is 100 pennies. And that equals one dollar. Number 36 OJs. Maybe it's time to get down. Radio Rock in San Juan. Number 36 OJ's Time to Get Down. This is Scott Brady on Friday at 11.06. Like the young set, your learner shops carry all the in fashions for both boys and girls. Twelve convenient locations. Be sure and visit the learner shop nearest you today, okay? Weather forecast mostly fair this morning. Shower probability less than 20%. Becoming 70% this afternoon. San Juan temperature 87 degrees with Scott Brady at 11.08. On a good Friday morning. Stories number 19. Mrs. Rebel Louie.
on this one, surely to go to number one. Last week, number 36, Maureen McGovern. There's got to be a morning from Maureen McGovern, the morning after, 11.13 on Radio Rock with Scott Brady. And Murray, what about me? This is number 38 this week. WBMJ, Radio Rock in San Juan. That's Canada's Ann Murray. And what about me? 11.16, Scott Brady on Friday morning. American Airlines le ofrece ahora siete vuelos. Y el sabor de Bacardi Corporation, San Juan, Puerto Rico. Ron, 80 grados prueba. 11.17 at WBMJ, Radio Rock. In San Juan with Sweet Scott Brady, mostly fair this morning. Shower probability less than 20%, becoming 70% this afternoon. San Juan temperature is 87 degrees with a supreme. Someday we'll be together.
on Radio Rock. Scott Brady at 11.48 on Friday morning. Charlie Fingers Brown at 2.30 this afternoon. From the album The Plan, Osmond's I'm Going Home. WBMJ San Juan going home. Osmond's number 26, 11.50 with Scott Brady. Cuando comenzamos en la escuela, nos sentamos. 11.51, most music time from 11.90. 87 degrees at San Juan with gold. Chet Rotal from last year. Living in the past. San Juan Radio Rock with some gold from last year. That's Living in the Past from Jeff Rotal. 11.54, Scott Brady on Friday. With Penthouse Studios in the Brinken Hotel, home of the fabulous Cloud Room, this is WBMJ San Juan. Now... Scott Brady throws me on that wonderful music. Noon with Sweet Scott Brady. My heart makes me wanna be around it. I'm a girl and glad I found it. WBMJ San Juan, Radio Rock, with Sweet Scott Brady. Here's a revised weather forecast. Variable cloudiness, shower probability 70%. Sherwood thinks it's going to rain. San Juan temperature is 87 degrees with number 7. Here's Bloodstone and Natural High. Well, there you go. Top 40 radio heard in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and the radio announcer is Scott Brady in 1973. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a classic etchic that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. Oh, no problem. I think that was actually done over two different days. I'm not sure exactly, but it was a it was an interesting radio station. I never got to hear them before, and there's only one out there that I could find on the internet. Only one. So it is rather rare. So great uh, to hear. I just say yeah, they have Soul Nicosa on there. On it, so on yeah, it. I like that's that. right. That was that was played. Well, I don't know if it was played around here because I was in Florida, but I certainly heard it down there. And it, was, yeah, it, was, it was not necessarily a big hit, but there was a guy in my college who loved that song. He was right, a roommate that lived across the hall from me, and he would play that over and over again. And the other song by the Osmonds, "Going Home," I think it was. Uh, every day when WOSC in Oswego, in uh, Fulton, New York, would separate, they'd have the AM and the FM together during the morning, and they have automated after that at nine o'clock. For, the, for like a week straight, that song would be playing the very first song for the automation. They never changed the, uh, <laughs> the card structure. And every day at 9 o'clock, wow. they would play that song. And I got, to, I got so sick of wow. it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting, that song by Sweet, because I never heard that. It must have been the other side of Little Willie, because Little Willie was the big hit I going on at the time. That was, a big, that was a hit up in central New York, but it was not a big hit necessarily in New York City. But I no, do remember I that song being played on the radio. I vaguely remember it. 
Um, a good, not a bad station. Of course, it doesn't exist anymore, like a lot of things. And uh, I, I knew someone who was from lived in Puerto Rico. Um, and a guy I went to the school for the blind with his name was uh, Gregory Ortiz. And he would say, "There's a guy living at the, in, on, on WBMJ, and is related to you. His name is Bob Bennett." I said, "I don't think so, but thank you for telling me that." <laughs> Yeah, well, they, it, the so other I, thing that was interesting was like 90% of the commercials were Spanish. There was one in British English one yeah. that I heard for a, a clothing learners, store. Other than learners. That, that was it. Yeah. Go ahead, Bernie. Go ahead, Bernie. I, I thought it was interesting, but, you know, like like Scott Brady uh, had almost zero personality. Yeah, it's true. Uh, almost. It was kind yeah. of a that was, this is kind of thing. And he, right. he did weather, and that's about it. He didn't do anything... Uh, topical or funny or anything well, like that. Well, a lot of, a lot of top 40 stations there. didn't do that either back then. If, they, if you were a Drake formatted nah, station, I they can think of a lot not, who did. Yeah, there were a lot that did, but if you were but, Drake or if you would, or if uh, some stations didn't, like, a, like you know. You yeah, know, I, but that, that sure wasn't a Drake station. No, it certainly was <laughs> not. I agree with that. But again, it, it is the, what it is what, what it was back then, so. They had lost, a lot of stations lost personality. I think what happened was people were trying in the 60s. Everybody thought they were going to be the next uh, Joey Reynolds or something. And they were trying all kinds of personality stuff. And it didn't work for a lot of people. And I I remember talking to some guy about it one time, another blind guy who was trying to get into radio. And I said, you know, that it got like personality. It's fun and all that. He said, well, not everybody can do that. And, you know, he was right. He didn't have much personality but i mean i'm just saying it, it, it isn't for everybody and you can't just come up with with stuff and and people were expected to in certain stations and they well, they saw on their faces i'm not saying you know? the guy was bad or anything i'm just saying no it, no it he was just like there it was, yeah he did what he they told him to do boring i think n one doesn't have any english stations whatsoever anymore that may be true. I didn't have a lot of personality when I did college radio with them. Brian, right. the program director, didn't want. He wanted us to do the time, temperature, say what's being played, and I would put something in like if Baba was doing a song, I would say that they, I would say that they sold out the London Palladium in less than thirty minutes and oh, stuff good. like that. But I didn't did do a lot of personality. But you know, a lot, and I wasn't good at it. So, and I really wasn't that good at radio announcer. I never thought I was, but people thought I was. I just didn't think so. So. That's why I was did it, became a computer programmer, so <laughs> couldn't find a job. Well, I, so. uh, I like to do personality radio as much as possible. Oh, me too. Yeah, uh, yeah you do, Bernie. You know, yes, you do. And, and I know, <laughs> and I know that that guy wasn't. You know, he wasn't born to be a, a big time radio guy or anything. After all, he was in San Juan. But it it was kind of cool to hear a station from there. Uh, it was just doing top forty radio. If that's his girlfriend, she sounded hot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, Chris, we know what's on your mind. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, I got the, my, my, my glasses are fogging up right now, Chris. All right, there you go. <laughs> well, I just thought it was interesting. And, of course, when you hear it the was. next station, when you hear the next station, you're going to say, well, it's like all the others, but unfortunately that's what it is. And, but at least, they, yeah. at least the guy that was in Spanish, and I understood what they were playing because my daughter's 16, and and she listens to a lot of the music that they were playing on, on WTOK-FM. Uh, so, again, uh-huh. it's, uh, it is what it is. I always say that. My sister says it to me all the time. It is what it is. Yes, yes Sharon, I, I know. I know, but wow. uh, what can I tell you? The first one I heard say it was Bill Parcells. I'm not sure if it that probably started before him, but that's when I started to actually hear it a lot. I had a boss who used to say it all the time. San Juan had a interstation. I don't know where I first heard it. WKAQ 580, and they had a jingle, WKAQ Radio Valor, 
and all they did was just do the news and time every minute. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, speaking of that, real quickly, the, the uh, air check we heard, uh, I know those were the, the, the same uh, jingle singers who did, like, WLS and all that stuff back yeah. then. Yeah, those are the Jody Lyons singers. They were singers. awful. They, they were, were awful. Those they were. were yeah. Terrible. It wasn't the best jingle package out there, although I think w, I think WLS used some of the better cuts. They could have used the more solid rock cut that they didn't use that came from that package. That's if funny I mean, because they the were calling us out the rock or whatever they said, you know? Yeah, the way they were sung was just awful. I mean, I was cringing every time I heard one. And they only used one Shut jingle, up. I think, basically. So uh, I think so. I think that so. Was only, yeah, I think that so. was the only jingle they used. But, again... It's the only one they bought. I, I wasn't in San Juan Puerto. I've never been to Puerto Rico, so I, I would have liked to have heard Let's them. Be critical of them because they're not on anymore. That's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't do them any harm, right? No, or any good, really. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill. All right. Well, that is time to a <laughs> thank the panel because this panel is headed off the track. Well, <laughs> it is not. It may be. Chris is following. Oh, we'll be off the track in about 10 minutes. So I'm looking forward to that. Sounds like a good idea. Anyway, we'll see you all next week. Thank you, everyone. We'll be flying tomorrow. Packed up the last computer, and we'll get right back to work tomorrow night. So we never know what we're going to do here. But off we go. So. Have a great one every day and enjoy this one. Jeff, is it in all all of it in Spanish? The, uh, so, uh, the, the music is not in Spanish. The announcer talks in Spanish and English, so you really do know what's go, what's being said most of the time. Uh, it's, it's a little different, but I wanted to I wanted to try something from Puerto Rico that I thought we people yeah. would, would relate to. So yeah. that's why I chose well, it's this like particular. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. coming back. That'd be great. I'd love it when they come back. They come yeah. back. that was a great station. It was. It was great. It was fun. Gets back Studio to 94.3, yeah. Jeff. You can hear them in English and Spanish. Okay. Here we go. And thank you, everyone. This week in my featured station segment, we're traveling to San Juan, Puerto Rico, and we're going to listen to radio station WTOK-FM. The station programs a top 40 format, and they really sound pretty good. And having a teenage daughter, I know most of the songs that she likes to listen to, and they're played on this radio station. And the world truly is a global village. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy radio station WTOK-FM from San Juan, Puerto Rico, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Estás escuchando a tu hot DJ, BT. BT. Aquí en tu domingo en compañía de Vitín hasta las 7 de la noche. Oye, ya no eres tan joven cuando te das cuenta que antes te escapabas de tu casa para ir a fiestas. Y ahora te escapas de las fiestas pues para ir a tu casa. Back for good, take that. Aquí en Hot 102 en compañía de Vitín. ¿Es o no es? I 
era Turning Tables de Adele aquí en Hot 102 la número uno para Hot Hits y Throwbacks te tengo un consejito si estás buscando hablarle a una persona que no le hablas hace tiempo envíale una transferencia de 5 dólares ya verás cómo te habla a las millas La red más poderosa, Ecomax, gasolina top tier con mayor rendimiento e insuperable calidad. Auspiciado por Mr. LED, no te quedes apagado. Instala lámparas solares de alta calidad. Blanco, duraderas por naturaleza. Home Pro Puerto Rico, para sus servicios de mejoras al hogar. Home Pro Puerto Rico, Danosa, no lo selles con otra cosa. Séllalo con Danosa, municipio de Carolina. Nosotros te brindamos las herramientas, pero la diferencia la haces tú. Supermercados Selectos, 45 años cultivando tradición. Coloso 360. En esta temporada de huracanes, mantén tu alacena al día de provisiones con Coloso. Ensure tu vida, tu salud, tu ensure. Glucerna, vive cada momento. Yeah. Let's go. 5 de la tarde del domingo, hora de pedir esa pizza que tanto quieres. Soy Vitín en tu emisora favorita.
Disfrute o Cash. San Juan. WCMN. Arecibo Ponce. WMIO. Mayagüez. Otra emisora de Uno Radio Group. Enrique Iglesias sonando aquí en Hot 102, la número uno para Hot Hits y Throwbacks. En compañía de Vitín, recuerda que mañana es lunes, se trabaja campeona. Este, pon la alarma. Gym Class Heroes, Adam Levine, sonando aquí en el Throwback Weekend de Hot 102. Recuerda que mañana lunes tienes que continuar lo que dejaste incompleto el viernes. Soy Vitín aquí en Hot 102. Estás escuchando a tu hot DJ Vitín. Y él tiene tus hot hits y throwbacks que te encantan. Well, there you go. Today's hits and throwbacks at Hot 102, WTOK FM in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Just something a bit different that we haven't done before. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.